right, in the news here uh, from the Federalists, there was an article titled, A Silent Majority Isn't Good Enough in the Culture War. And, you know, we always hear, you know, this so often by conservative politicians and so forth, they're always counting on the silent majority. And a lot of voters are as well, the silent majority. You always hear that. But should the majority be silent, especially during a time like this? I would say no. Christians are always supposed to be active, not a silent majority. We're supposed to be outspoken. We're supposed to be out in the world spreading the truth, uh, not only of God's word, but the truth as far as when it comes to anything in life politics, the policies, government, etc. Um, you know, and, and that's one thing is the left, that's something significant about the left and why they are always so successful in bringing about change in culture is that they are always active. Okay, they're not just concerned about voting. They're not just waiting to vote. They want to further their agenda by activism. Okay, activism. And it's interesting, the book of Joel talks, I believe, relates to this. It talks about this locust army that comes in and devours God's nation, God's people. And one thing you'll notice about this locust army, and this is the enemy army, just the same as the armies we are facing today of the, uh, the enemies of our culture, uh, they are very well organized, they are disciplined, and they, and they um, are on a mission. And their mission is to destroy, okay? So Joel chapter 2 verse 6 says, Before their face, before these locusts, the locust army, symbolic of the enemies of God's people, their face, the people shall be much pained, and all faces shall gather blackness. In other words, when the people of, our, of the nation, of God's people, see these locusts coming, they, they, they feel uh, frightened. They're kind of fearful, depressed. And you look out at our country today, a lot of people are feeling like that. We're being forced to wear masks. We're watching uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter riot and burn our cities down. And we feel like there's nothing we can do about it. Nobody's helping us. Uh, verse 7 says, They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. They shall march everyone on his ways, and they shall not break their ranks okay so they are this is where this is evidence that they are very well disciplined this is why they get things done they march everyone with his own job and they do not break their ranks okay you watch the mainstream media and you watch these uh terrorist groups that i call them antifa and black lives matter they're all coordinated together somehow somewhere and um, they're all doing their job, doing their duty. And, and their duty is to destroy. Uh, verse 8, it says, Neither shall one thrust another. They don't even fight each other often. They shall walk everyone in his path. And when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. Okay? Seems like they're almost indestructible at times. They fall on the sword, they, and it's like they, nothing ever happens to them. They just keep marching on. They shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. They shall climb up upon the houses. They shall enter in at the windows like a thief. I have no doubt this is talking about the mainstream fake news media that comes in and deceives people through the windows of their house, through the television sets, through the internet, you name it. Um, so, 
what we, we saw that they were well organized, okay? The locust army is well organized. The liberals, the leftists, the Marxists, they're all very well organized. But Christians are not, okay? Christian patriots are not very well organized. There was a uh, pro-police rally about a month ago or so down in St. Paul in front of the governor's mansion, I believe. And uh, hardly anybody showed up. But the Black Lives Matter showed up and they had their megaphones and they just totally made these pro-police uh, um, activists or whatever you want to call it, pro-police pro rally. They made them look really weak and wimpy and they looked like they were more powerful in number and so forth. Um, so God does tell us to be organized, okay? Christians are supposed to be active and organized. We're not supposed to be this silent majority that just hopes for voting day, okay? Um, Joel chapter 2.15 says this in response to the locust army. God tells us to do this. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sanctify a fast. Call a solemn assembly. That means get organized. Get your people together. And, and do something about this. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breasts. Let the bridegroom go forth out of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. In other words, God says, in response to all this, because a lot of people are wondering right now, what do we do about this? Do we go out there and um, march against them and so forth? Yeah, that might not be a bad idea, but this really is what we should be doing. Sounding the alarm, saying, hey, we're being invaded by anti-Christian, Marxists, globalists, you name it. And we need to get into, basically, the house of God. Okay, Gather the people, get the people together, and do this. Uh, verse 17, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar. And let them say... Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among their people, Where is their God? Then, now check this out, then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. Okay, so this is really the main thing we do in this fight. Uh, the first step, anyways, is to gather the people together to hear, to repent, number one, to pray to God, uh, pray specifically that the heathen would not rule over us. Again, that's the Marxists, uh, the leftists, the Black Lives Matter, all, the, all those groups are all part of that locust army. That's what we should be doing. We should be, and, and, and the priests should be weeping about this. The, the pastors, the ministers. You know, I've done several studies based kind of talking about the heathen versus Israel lately. And some people say, why do you concentrate on that? Because we are commanded to concentrate on that. We're commanded to pray to God, spare thy people, okay, God's people, from the heathen, okay? That's step number one anyways. Then when we do that, God will be jealous for his land and pity his people. Then God can start moving in and moving the angels of heaven and, and getting things going. So it really isn't that we have to be so smart about this. That I mean, Christians are supposed to be tactical, yes. We're supposed to be uh, skilled culture warriors. But we really don't, I mean, this is step number one. And I don't see this happening. Just getting the people together to repent and to make these kinds of prayers, and to get into the Word of God. Um, 
Verse 27, he says, and, the, and you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else and my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward, after you make these prayers, after you gather all the people together, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Now that's fascinating. So step number one, you get organized, you get everybody together, then God pours out his spirit upon his people. And then what do you think happens? You go, you're out in the world and you're teaching and you're proclaiming the truth. You're giving a testimony, okay? A testimony to the word of God, a testimony to the truth. Um, but that activation cannot happen without the spirit coming, at least any successful activation of that. Um, and here's another scripture jumping up to Revelation uh, 12, 11. Uh, a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to sit back and watch the show. I'm a Christian. I'm just going to hide out in my house and watch prophecy come to pass. And then God will save me or rapture me or whatever. But that's not what the Bible says. Uh, Revelation 12, 11 says, and they overcame him. They overcame Satan, the dragon, the beast by the blood of the lamb. Okay. That's right. Number, that's step number one. Uh, when we're talking about how to overcome is you got to believe in Jesus, number one. Okay, and so that's salvation. But that's where everybody stops. Everybody stops there. I believe and I, I'm saved. I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to be involved in the culture war. I don't want to do anything. God's just going to do it all for me. But that's not what it says. It says, and they overcame by the blood of the land, by the blood of the lamb, and by the word of their testimony. Okay? Testimony means you're saying something, you're speaking something, you're active, okay? Somewhere in the world, okay? It, it, you're not a silent majority. So testifying is not being silent, it's speaking up, okay? And notice what's tied to that. This is why most people don't like to speak up. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Why? See, when you, when you speak up, that's when you face persecution, that's why it's so important that we don't remain silent. We speak. So this is why everybody's the silent majority because they love their lives more than they do the kingdom of God. I don't want to be persecuted. I don't want troubles. Um, I just want to get by and I can sneak in that voting booth and press the go for Trump and everything will be fine. But that's not what we're called to do. We're not called to put our trust in President Trump, though I think God's using, has used him in a mighty way. But if we don't get our act together as Christians, it's not, none of that's going to matter. Voting's not going to matter. None of it's going to matter. We have to do what we're called to do. The early Christians, think about this. The early Christians started out uh, in, a, in a total paganized world. They were such a small minority. It started out with just 12, just 12, just 12 of them and the Lord Jesus Christ in the midst of a pagan world kingdom. And they, how did they spread? How did they dominate? How did they defeat paganism? They got out and they testified. They went out and spread the word of God. Okay. Um, also, you can think of another example of why Christians should be active. Um, I could pull a bunch of verses out, but just think of Ephesians chapter 6. Um, it talks about uh, wearing the gospel armor and using the sword of truth. 
Okay? It talks about being engaged in a battle, not just being a silent uh, majority, but being engaged in a battle and actually wielding a sword. Um, so anyways, that's just our brief uh, current events prophecy update. Does anybody have any questions or comments? Uh, yeah. Um, I think one of the things that's holding us back is in doing what you're saying. Some would say, oh, we are doing that, you know, and, and because there are all these mega churches and there, there is a Christian movement out there, but like we've talked about and you've talked about several times, they're being led by false churches. Good and, point. And they're, that's, they're that's deceiving people, thinking they're doing something, they're doing the right thing, they're, you know, maybe getting together and praying or something, but they're being deceived by their pastors. Instead of saying, spare thy people, Lord, and crying about it, they're actually uh, supporting Black Lives Matter yeah. and groups like in that. So, so they can gather together, but they're not gathering together and saying the right things to right. God. So that's, yeah. But they feel like they are. Right. That's a good point. So, yeah, it's not we just getting together. Us. we got our own people against us, too. Like the left, like they're all on the same page there. But the, the, on the right, the, even the Christians are divided, you know, yeah, that's what's, it's almost, uh, I don't want to use the word magical, but it's almost magical on how they can be so different, yet they all work together. Yeah, that's, to me, evidence that Satan is behind it. Right. Humans aren't that brilliant, you know. I mean, there's right. demonic forces that keep that kind of uh, really brilliance. I mean, they're brilliant at it, at, at all their deception, and the way they do it, and the way they just incrementally, and they're patient. Right. They've been working on it for a long time, and that's, Right. It's crazy the power that Satan has. I totally I, I agree. I also think that uh, I was just having a conversation with someone last night that there's some of the good is that when conservatives get together and talk, we seem to kind of have, we kind of know the same things, you know, like, have you heard this? Yeah, I heard that. And did you hear this? Yeah, I heard that. Or if you haven't, you talk about it. So, I mean, there is some of that going on now more than ever, you know, even though the media has control over everything. Um, there is conservative, you know, talk radio, there's conservative uh, podcasts, there's conservative people on just Facebook, and, you know, they're not completely silenced yet, Yeah. which that's the next stage, but, uh, but we are kind of uh, uh, together, you know, we, we know what's going on out there, we're not in the dark anymore, you know, we're not, we don't have to depend on the media anymore, we have avenues now, you know, right. but they're just not enough of our strong Christian ones, so they're maybe... Christian behind the scenes, but but uh, they're they're more political, right? Not. Which yeah, they're yeah they're more. Most people are trying to handle this purely from a purely political perspective, right. but when we need to be handling it from uh, both political and uh, religious, uh, primarily religious first, obviously, yeah. but uh, we can't ignore the politics either. That's part of our uh, our job, our calling. Yeah, yeah, we are somewhat connected. But um, yeah, good point. Anybody else? This message was a blessing to you. If so, please like, share, and leave your comments below. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, my friends, stay in his word every single day so that you can be a Christian overcomer.